Good evening. Tonight, I will give you a very short lecture about the Dharma words from one Buddhist scriptures. Would you look at your handout and let us read together loudly and very slowly the first paragraph. Sotesan, the founding master of one Buddhism said, the many enlightened masters of the Sun meditation school have opened myriad of stratagems and myriad of gateways to Sun. But if we were to combine them all into a single phrase, it would be bring an end to deluded thoughts and cultivate the true nature so that the void and calm luminous awareness will appear in front of you. Therefore, the following phrase expresses the main principle of a sun. Ever alertness within calmness is correct, but the blankness within calmness is wrong. Ever calmness within alertness is correct, but idle thoughts within alertness are wrong. Close your eyes, please. And let us, a couple of moments, to think about the meaning of these Dharma words. Please open your eyes. The Sotesan, the founder of One Buddhism, attempts to explain the purport of the practice of meditation and the reality of human nature through these Dharma words. He said, there are different types and forms of meditation out there, but the fundamental purpose is one. That is, to fully recover the human nature and actualize the intelligence, the power of intelligence within. But direct experience of a human nature is ineffable, but can be revealed by the practice of meditation. I've broken down these Dharma words into five phrases. Please look in your hand up again, and let us read them together very slowly. Number one. Bring an end to deluded thoughts. Cultivate the true nature. Two, the void and calm, numinous awareness. Three, ever alertness within calmness. Ever calmness within alertness. Four, blankness within calmness. Five, idle thoughts within alertness. 
I will try to explain the meanings of the words. And I hope it can help for your study and practice of meditation. First, bring an end to the deluded thoughts and cultivate the true nature. I found Sote-san's unique way of definition of deluded thoughts in the scripture. One, when you idly think about things that are not your concern, that is deluded thought. When you're idly trying to hear things that are not your concern, that's deluded thought. And when you are idly trying to see things that are not your concern, that's deluded thought. When you are meddling in things that are not your concern, that's deluded thought. And when you are thinking of one thing while doing another, that's deluded thought. I know you have made a very intelligent and smart choice to attend the One Dharma Center retreat. <laughs> and listen to Reverend Kim Starmato. You are very smart. <laughs> this is your concern. You intended, right? At this very moment, if you are thinking about your another project, you are not here. I'm talking to ghost. Please be here. Look at me, listen to my voice, try to be diligent processing the information and message I will give you too. That's all you are concerned at this very moment. Then you don't have a deluded thought, okay? My understanding from Sotesan's definition of a deluded thought is that Deluded thoughts are the thoughts which are uninvited. Uninvited. Uninvited thoughts are deluded thoughts. But thoughts seem to come and go very freely. They are free, whether welcome or not. And we are all struggling with thoughts in one form or another, right? Warfare with the thoughts. We are, in the, we are living in the battle of thoughts with the thought. thoughts. 
ancient philosophers were intuitively awakened to the reality of a human thought and their subsequent impacts on the quality of life. And masterful practitioners, very advanced masterful practitioners, devised various methods to help bring an end to uninvited thoughts by focusing on relevant thoughts and freeing self-consciousness. Because when our minds are distracted with uninvited thoughts, our minds become confused. Our minds become confused. And our, our perception becomes distortional. Number two, the void and calm, luminous awareness. As mind is focused with less and less thoughts and emotional urgencies, and it gets calmer and calmer and calmer. And there is no trace of feelings, emotions, and thoughts to be detected by nobody. This very state is named void and calm. Then is it simply blank state? Blank state? No. no. So Tezan mentions luminous awareness. <laughs> Void and calm, but luminous awareness. Luminous means bright. Luminous awareness means Bright awareness. There's light. You know, enlightenment means light is on. Bright awareness means consciousness is on with light. So I would explain luminous awareness as following. This is my own definition of luminous awareness. This is the state of complete mental clarity. No confusion at all. No distortion at all. Complete mental clarity. And this is the state of intelligence and knowing. 
And this is the state of non-thinking-oriented cosmic knowledge. We humans learn by thinking. But by non-thinking, we learn much more, much better. And this is the state of macro view and borders eye view. Three, ever aloneness within calmness, ever calmness within aloneness. When I give you explanation, try to reflect upon your state of mind. Okay. In this state, the cognitive clarity is ready to work fully and comprehensively while the mind is not distracted by any feelings, emotions, or impulses. Our mind is fully open without any distraction of feelings, impulses, and any emotional urgencies. The balance between emotional stability and mental acuity is established in this very state. Perfect balance and harmony is made. And this very balanced inner state is the goal of the practice of meditation. You can experience this fantastic state with the practice of meditation. It takes time, it takes your sincerity, but it's possible for everybody to experience it. Number four, blankness within calmness. In this state, no emotional urgency or impulse is to be perceived. However, the cognitive clarity also shuts down. It means that your alertness is too low, too weak. That is why blankness in cognition, cognitive function, functioning is considered negative, not ideal. Five, idle thoughts within alertness. Distracted thoughts within aloneness, confuse our mind. You know this very well. Yeah. Our consciousness, most of the people's consciousness stays in this 
stay. <laughs> so we know very well, distracted thoughts within aloneness confuse our minds. In this state, cognitive activity is turned on, but so overloaded that, so overloaded that unnecessary extra mental clutters are unavoidable. And this very state drains one's vital energy. Make sense? The human mind is either in a balanced state or imbalanced state. When our mind is in the balanced state, the perfect harmony between emotions and cognitive functions is made. Otherwise, either cognitively too high or too low, emotionally too highly aroused or too low, right? We are always up and down and up and down. The purpose of a practice of meditation is to recover healthy state of human consciousness, of perfect balance between emotions and our cognitive functions. And scientists will discover that human evolution will be able to manipulate their moods and cognitive functions through their hormones. And I'm very interested in this advanced knowledge of human biology, chemistry, physiology, and neuroscience. And there are many hormones known as, you know, dopamine, endorphin, serotonin, adrenaline, epinephrine. These hormones work in a very precise balance in our body. The right amount of any one hormone produces positive result. Too much or too low too little of a particular hormone, however, can produce very negative result. Balance is the key for satisfying the human life. Balance. On in imbalance of neurotransmitters in our brain will cause the mood disorder such as depression. Eating right foods, walking, good sleep, and studying human nature, cultivating positive emotions and thoughts, and practicing meditation, all are contributing for our well-being and wellness for a genuine human life. So we have to be very, very diligent in our practice. 
and we need to support each other to do practice diligently because we so much care our spirituality and spirituality of our civilization and of our age. I found a very thoughtful essay from the internet, which I want to share with you. This is a very thoughtful and insightful reflection of our age. Let me read this for you. The title is The Paradox of Our Time. The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers. Wider freeways but narrower viewpoints. We spend more but have less. We buy more but enjoy it less. We have bigger houses but smaller families. More conveniences but less time. We have more degrees but less sense. More knowledge, but less judgment. More experts, but more problems. More medicine, but less wellness. We drink too much, smoke too much, spend too recklessly, laugh too little, drive too fast, get too angry too quickly, stay up too late, get up too tired, Read too seldom, watch TV too much, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions, but reduced our values. We talk too much love to seldom and hate too often. We've learned how to make a living but not a life. We've added years to life, not life to years.
We've been all the way to the moon and back, but have a trouble crossing the street to meet the new neighbor. We've conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've done larger things, but not better things. We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We've split the atom, but not our prejudice. We've learned to rush, but not to wait. We plan more, but accomplish less. We write more, but learn less. We build more computers to hold more information, to produce more copies than ever, but have less communication. These are the times of fast food and slow digestion. Tall man and short character. Steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the times of world peace, but domestic warfare. More leisure, but less fun. More kinds of food, but less nutrition. These are days of two incomes, but more divorce. Of fancier houses, but broken homes. These are days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway morality, one-night stands, overweight bodies, and peers that do everything from cheer to quiet and to care. It is a time when there is much in the show window and nothing in the stock room. A time when technology can bring this letter to you and the time when you can choose either to share this insight or to just hit delete. We are living in these very times. Only practice 
can save us. Only practice and enlightenment can take us to our homeland, homeland of our soul and spirit. Meditation is medication. Take these words to your heart. And nobody can save and free you from suffering, but only yourself. And only you can realize the full human potentials. And inner light of wisdom shines within us all. Thank you.